morning and welcome. Good morning. The Lord be with you. Grace and peace to us all in the name of Christ our Lord, who calls us together as this community of faith to worship and to know him in this time. It is a great joy to share with you, to gather with you on this time of worship, especially blessed by visitors with us this morning. Bless us as our guests, and we pray this is the time we all know the blessing of God as we worship together. As we gather, we are mindful that we will be receiving as part of our worship a presentation from Vacation Bible School this week. So we have had a wonderful week. Thank you, Matt Hoover, for coordinating this. Thank you, all the volunteers and staff who are part of this, families and children, for making this important to your lives this past week. Again, it was a great joy. And we look forward to that presentation uh, at the beginning of our worship. Jill is going to play the, the Trinity chimes, meaning there will be three chimes from the organ. As Jill does that, we'll invite all the children who are part of Vacation Bible School to come forward at that time uh, to get ready for that presentation. So again, thank you, and we look forward to that presentation as part of our worship. And again, the children will come forward as Jill plays the chimes. As we worship, we are mindful of opportunities before us as this community of faith to serve God. Our Lunch Bunch ministry takes place each Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, the Circle of Psalms, the women's group, will gather on Wednesday afternoon. And again, the choir is back to practicing as well, and we're grateful to have our choir back with us. Yes. The uh, worship that is before us will be the theme of verse from Vacation Bible School this week. A word of doxology uh, that is before us is our bulletin cover. And also, as we gather, we are, are grateful to have shared in the back-to-school ministry this past week especially yesterday, as many of us gathered at Albatera School. So uh, just a word of gratitude for your support of that ministry and to all who were a part of that. I invite us now to prepare to worship God together as our acolyte comes forward and as our prelude is offered.
Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. My name is Mission Commander Matt, and I'm here for the last time with Vacations for Bible School as we give you our preview and our showcasing of what we experienced during the previous week, and we're so glad to have everybody here. I just want to give a quick thank you to all of our volunteers who helped us out and all the people who came and rallied beside us. It would not have worked without you. It was an amazing time, and I really did feel as though God was present with us and our children during the event. So... In your bulletins, we do have what we called our vector verse at VBS, which we'll be saying, and it'll be a repeat after me, just like we did there. So, if everybody has that ready, it is Ephesians 3.20, like my buddy pal EP320 here, who was our puppet robotic assistant during VBS. So, please repeat after me. Glory to God. Glory to God. Who is able to do far beyond. All that we could ask or imagine by his power at work within us. Amen. And that is exactly what we learned every single day, opening and closing at VBS. We went through these wonderful tenets of faith right here. You can see on the wall in these little posters. We had, uh, these were called our power launcher phrases. So I would say to Mars and beyond, the kids would say, go beyond with faith, go beyond with boldness, go beyond with kindness, go beyond with thankfulness, and go beyond with hope. And each day we focus on one of these things. We would travel to a different planet and gather enough fuel of one of these kinds of faith activities to help fuel the Starship Galaxion back on its voyage to get safely back to our solar system. And that is what we learned. As you can see here on our pictures up here, we had so much help. It was so much fun, so creative. The kids, I think you guys had a good time, yeah? Yeah. Now, also during the uh, VBS, we had a challenge to raise up to $500 for City of Hope as our mission donation. And the kids, they managed to blow it out of the water with a total of $822.60. So let's give them a round of applause for that. That was amazing. So during VBS, they would go to five different stations. Uh, one would be snacks, where they'd eat a very special themed snack for the day. One would be recreation, where they play games and have fun. Another one was our Bible story time, where they learned a different story of the Bible that corresponded with one of the power launcher phrases that we had during that day. And then another one, I believe, was crafts, where they make something very special to take on home with them. And the final one was science, where they got to experience some really cool scientific experiments that was uh, helmed by our very own Emily and Margie, who was also a puppeteer. They did a fantastic job, as well as all of our high school volunteers and uh, school-age volunteers. And a special, special thank you to Will Vaughn, because he was my uh, co-pilot in command. He ran the sound booth and the electric board during VBS, where, man, if things didn't go right, I'd have to ad-lib. But that only ever happened once on the very first day, and Will knocked it out of the water every day thereafter. And it was an amazing time. We also did have a very special birthday during the week where uh, Simone Humphreys, was, uh, her birthday was yesterday, so we had a birthday party with her on Friday. And also on Friday, one of the rewards for raising enough money for City of Hope was the kids were able to uh, throw vigorous amounts of water balloons at me in my general direction. They managed to throw over 250 water balloons by the end of the day. And it was a lot of fun. We also had Icy's hot dogs and cake. 
It was a very, very, very good time. Yeah. What was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, of course, Breakdown, where we had the Wilsons and very, various other families help us break down the stage and take care of that, too. And that cannot be understated either. It would have taken eternity without you guys. And I was very, very welcome and very, very thankful for that as well. So, you guys, did you guys have a good time at VBS? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that didn't sound very convincing. If you can say it louder? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they had a very good time. And thank you so much for your support, church, family. And thank you so much for helping us put this on to be able to do this for our kids. It does not go understated that it is your example and your leadership that really makes this sell and really makes this work and makes it the amazing fun time that it is. It's a group effort. It is a familial experience, and it helps our community at large. It wasn't just our kids who came to this, but various other kids who saw the flyers, got the emails, and came on down, and we were able to enrich our community, and hopefully that these kids can take that into their families, into their neighborhoods, into their schools, and far beyond, just like to Mars and beyond. So thank you all so much. Thank you, Dad. And uh, thank you again, guys, for coming and attending. We have one more song, I do believe, to sing that the kids learned that our very own Beth and Jill had taught them throughout the week. So let's go ahead and do that.
thank you, Matt. Thank you, children. Thank you, families. Uh, it has been a wonderful week. I'll invite us to stand as we sing, Tis So Sweet.
prepare for the word of God as it comes to us, as our children have shared from Ephesians, the third chapter, verses 14 through 21. First we pray. Lord, we give you thanks for your word proclaimed, for your word shared, for your word which feeds and satisfies. We thank you for your gift of grace, your gift of glory, your gift of love, all that we experience as we gather as your people. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length, height and depth, and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus, to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of our Lord. Well, as a preacher, I have heard the question posed more than once at different times and in different settings. The question is, if you only had one sermon to preach, what would you as a preacher say in that sermon? That's quite a question, isn't it? So how do I answer that question? You've only got one sermon to preach. How do I begin to answer? Or do I answer by telling something of my testimony, my call to faith? Do I answer by trying to tell the salvation story as found in Scripture, ranging from Genesis to Revelation? Do I answer by speaking upon some beloved passage of Scripture, Scripture we see located at the heart of the witness of the Christian faith? That is to say, do I begin with John 3.16, For God so loved the world? Do I tell of the prodigal son? Do I tell of the birth of Jesus? Do I tell of the resurrection of Jesus? Do I begin this sermon with the 23rd Psalm? Do I choose a certain theme based on important tenets of the Christian faith? Themes such as love, forgiveness, new life, eternal life. I'm sure many of you have helpful suggestions so as to guide me in fulfilling this assignment of creating just one sermon. It's a tall order. Again, where do I begin? Well, fortunately for me, at least, I've not been told, Keith, you have but one sermon to preach. Still, it's not a bad assignment, this assignment to consider what I would preach if I told I only had one chance to do so. I do well to give that assignment some thought, to consider those things most central to our faith, to reflect upon what is of greatest priority. Well, as I continue to wonder what I would say if given only one chance to do so, I do find there are certain words I would want to include in that sermon. You see, I have in my possession what every person here has in your possession. 
That is to say, each of us has our favorite words of faith. Each of us has our own Christian vocabulary, if you will. And within this vocabulary are those words very prominent as we speak of our faith, as we speak of our relationship to Jesus. These words within our respective vocabularies of faith don't even have to be churchy words. They don't even have to be biblical words. For example, among the words within my vocabulary of faith is the word gather. Not necessarily a word of faith on the same level of, as words such as forgiveness or salvation or repentance. Still a word important to my understanding of the nature of faith. You see, it's important to me that we gather that we within this community of faith gather together. We gather at the Lord's table. We are gathered within the loving embrace of God. Likewise, the word connect, not necessarily a Christian or biblical word, is within my vocabulary of faith. It's central to my understanding of the faith that we be connected to one another as the body of Christ. It's central to my understanding of the faith that we as the church be connected to those within this community. Among the words comprising my vocabulary of faith are some words we, may, we might expect. Grace, new beginning, healing. Again, each of us carries our own unique vocabulary of faith, a vocabulary illustrating what is central to our understanding of the nature of faith. Our vocabularies illustrate what is central to our relationship with Jesus, and I invite you to take some time to examine those words that comprise your vocabulary of faith. You may even wish to spend time considering, what words would I speak if I was told to preach one sermon? Anyone feel that calling? Well, as each of us does that, I wonder if we find the word doxology in our vocabularies of faith. Speaking for myself, I hope I find this word, and if I don't find the word doxology now, I need to make room for that word. Now, doxology, we may know, means a word of glory, a word of praise. We know we sing doxology as our gifts are brought forward. There is more than one doxology we know, but each doxology carries the same message. Praise be to God, praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Praise God, all creatures here below. Judging by our scripture this morning, doxology is a word central to our faith, a word without which we cannot live as the people of God. It is a word to be proclaimed if we are given only one chance to preach. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Now, I don't know to what degree the word doxology was spoken during Vacation Bible School this past week, but whether or not that word was spoken during VBS, doxology was being lived out. This theme verse, the vector verse, that was before the children and volunteers and staff each day, 
a verse shaping the songs, the stories, the crafts, the snacks, the relationships. According to our scripture, this is what doxology is to do, to shape and inform every aspect of our lives as followers of Jesus. In fact, doxology is not to be left at church. It is to be carried with us wherever we go. May I also say this? Doxology, though not spoken during the event, was also being expressed during the back-to-school mission, which took place at, I believe, 13 different sites yesterday, including Albert Harris Elementary School. Those of us there from First Church, as well as those who were present from many other churches, were washing feet and giving socks and shoes and backpacks and praying with students because we want to give glory to God. Because we want to live according to doxology. We remember doxology is not just a response to an offering. It is to inform and shape and guide every aspect of our lives. It may be you remember the instruction in the Christian faith provided by something that we know as the Westminster Catechism. The Westminster Catechism is a tool used for centuries so as to instruct those who wish to join the church. And the Westminster Catechism begins with this question. What is the chief end of man? Does anyone know? The chief end of man, according to the Westminster Catechism, is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Again, the confession begins with that question. What is the chief end of man and woman? Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> to glorify God and enjoy him forever. It could be the placement of, of the doxology as it is before us in Ephesians is witness to this. Placed as this doxology is in Ephesians, well, it sounds kind of like much like the end of the letter. Now, to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or, sink, or seek, think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Well, it kind of sounds like the end of the letter, doesn't it? The word of doxology also sounds something like word of blessing or benediction, word that closes this letter to the Ephesians. But we continue to read. We notice we're only halfway through the letter. So we get the message, don't we? Doxology need not happen as a conclusion. Doxology is to take place at any time in all areas of life as witness to the fact God is at work in all times and in all places. Doxology. It's ultimately a word not about God, but doxology is a word spoken to God. There's a difference. It is a word where to carry in all times, all places, all circumstances, and in every sermon. The late teacher and preacher, Fred Craddock, witnesses to this fact with a certain remembrance of his. He shares this remembrance with us. 
While on sabbatical in Germany a few years ago, I was taken by friends to a small hotel near Salzburg, Austria, where we had to dinner and heard a young woman sing. She was Julie Rain, a Judy Garland-type singer from London. Her songs were English, German, and American, and so many of my old favorites were included, and I soon melted and ran down into the cracks of the floor. During her performance, Miss Rain sang one number of unfamiliar tune, but very familiar words. I will lift up my eyes to the hills, from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I asked to speak with Miss Rain, and she consented. My question was, why? Why, why in the midst of popular songs, Psalm 121? Did it seem to her awkward and inappropriate? Her answer was that she had made a promise to God to include a song of praise in every performance. If you knew what kind of person I was, she said, and what I was doing, and what has happened since I gave my life to God, then you would know that Psalm 121 was the most appropriate song I sang. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. invite us to stand as we will share in a response to the word as we affirm our faith with the Apostles' Creed, number 882 in our bulletins and also before us. We affirm our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he arose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, in prayer at this time, and we will share in a responsive time of prayer that we know is the prayers of the people. I will share a series of petitions, and I will conclude each petition with the words, may we know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. 
I invite you to respond so that we may be filled with all the fullness of God. And we will notice as this prayer is offered that it is, again, shaped and informed by the scripture that is before us this morning as it was before Vacation Bible School this past week. And certainly in this time of prayer, we will wish to remember the communities of El Paso and Dayton. Um, and again, we grieve the loss of many lives and remember those who are hurting we lift them unto God in prayer as well. We go to God as we pray. Lord, our hearts are saddened as we remember the loss of lives in El Paso and Dayton. We grieve for the loved ones left behind and pray that your church present in these places will make your presence known as one who grieves with those who grieve, as the one whose heart is heavy with the loss of lives, as one who is troubled by such random and senseless violence. Come to us, Lord, as healer, as prince of peace, and as one who seeks the healing of your people. May we know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that we may be filled with all the fullness of God. Give to your church, O God, the power to comprehend the breadth and length and height and depth of the love of Christ, that your power at work within us may accomplish abundantly far more than we can ask or imagine. May we know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge Let our leaders and all in authority bow their knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name, that they may use their power justly, feed the hungry, and share your abundance with all your children. May we know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Receive gifts from our children and from all in our community. And from their generosity, create a plenitude which will satisfy the true needs of every person. May we know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. So that we may be filled with all the God. In every place of hunger, bring food, O God. In every place of poverty, bring abundance. In every place of terror, bring comfort and security. May we know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. us in our stormy darkness and comfort us in our fears. Hear our thankfulness for the abundance of your grace. Remind us you gather up the lives of all your children and you receive into your fullness this community of faith. For this we give you thanks. May we know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Christ, we pray. Amen. Christ, our Lord, invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another, 
our prayer of confession is before us. Let us offer these words of prayer and to know the good news of God's forgiveness. Lord Jesus Christ, you are the way of peace. Come into the brokenness of our lives and our land with your healing love. Help us to be willing to bow before you in true repentance and to bow to one another in real forgiveness. By the fire of your Holy Spirit, melt our hard hearts and consume the pride and prejudice which separate us. Fill us, O Lord, with your perfect love which cast out our fear and bind us together in that unity which you share with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We'll hear this good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. And let us welcome one another as we stand and pass the peace of Christ. God, to glorify God as we offer his gifts, his tithes and our gifts as our ushers come forward. And just a, a reminder as well, as we prepare for the Lord's Supper and, and you come forward to receive the Lord's Supper, you see a couple of mission boxes here. It is our custom the first Sunday of each month as we receive the Lord's Supper to remember the mission ministries of the church and have the invitation to support those mission ministries by your contributions placed in those mission boxes. Let us pray. Lord, you bless us beyond measure, beyond all imagining. We give you thanks and pray that these gifts returned unto you may bring glory to you and may be a blessing to your people. In Jesus' name.
Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ your spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people he healed the sick fed the hungry and ate with sinners by the baptism of his suffering death and resurrection you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and to death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the, when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith.
Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Now, with the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and to deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. This is the table of our Lord set for each person here. You will be invited to come down the center aisle. There will be two stations here. And from each station, or from one of the stations, you will receive a portion of the bread. You're then invited to dip that into the cup that will be held. And as you feel that, you may certainly kneel here at the communion rail for a word of prayer before returning down the side aisles. Our ushers will lead you to come forward. I'll invite our helpers to come, and our choir will come first. So please... Come to the table of the Lord.
I invite us to share our closing prayer as it is before us. Let us pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We stand as we share our closing hymn, number 162. <coughs> <coughs>